Craft Beer Radio, episode 297, sometime early August 2014. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, an episode that we are preparing in advance because Jeff is on vacation right now as this is being distributed to you. I assume, right? You've probably logged in and yeah, uploaded I, this. I, actually, I modified my upload script so I can stage it. Ah, so I can clever, run a script to upload it all, and then girl, just really quick kind of just flip the switch. In Jurassic Park. So clever tonight girl. we're going to be doing something a little bit different, something we've been meaning to do for a while. It's not that different, just a little bit different. A little bit. And that is we're going to be using the new Spiegelau Stout glasses. Not so new Spiegelau Stout glasses, but this will be our first time using them on the show. Uh, you can go online and search for the Spiegelau Left Hand Rogue Stout Glass. Looks a lot like the IPA glass, but it's fatter and... Um, it doesn't have the ribs. doesn't have the ribs. It, it kind of has a shape of almost like a spade, like a, a card spade, right? Yeah. You know, it has the... And there's a saver salon you can go back and listen to where they talk about designing this glass and how they went through so many uh, different designs and whatnot. So we have a series of stouts and a porter here tonight, and we're going to give this glass a go. All right, so... What do you want to go with first? Let me start with the porter. All right. This is from Deschutes. This is their Black Boot Porter. Let me pull up my information here. Okay, this is 5.2% alcohol by volume, 30 IBUs. If you are interested, 192 calories. This was uh, given to us by the brewery. The malts that are used are pale carapils, chocolate, crystal, and wheat. And the hops that are used are Cascade, Bravo, and Tetanang. I believe we've had this before. I think the episode title was Shiny Black Watermelon Boot. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But we have not had it in this glass. No, we have not. Now, this is another case of doing a half glass in these glasses is going to be weird because um, six ounces only barely goes above the bottom cylinder part into the bowl. Right. Um, that'll be good for collecting aroma, actually, right? Yes. You know, so you still have the, like the whole snifter thing. In but the it didn't. I mean, the same thing was the case with the IPA glass, mm-hmm. and we found that the normal glasses were better at collecting aroma anyway. Right. So I don't necessarily believe that is going to be. I think it's, uh, or I, rather, I do think it's going to be a similar situation where those. Check that out on the inside of the bottle. There, it's like a waxy, yeasty something. There's gunk in there, but it's not. At the bottom of the bottle, which is weird. Okay, you've totally Sorry. totally destroyed my concentration. Anyway, the the the, 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 the snifter glasses that were normally used, I think, are probably the best for analysis. But mm-hmm. we're going to try these glasses anyway right. to see what they're like. All right, so black blue porter, big cocoa roasty aroma. I smell on some it. licorice on that. Do you smell that? I'm not really getting much licorice on the hmm. the first sniff yet. I'm getting huge amounts of of cocoa and roast. I definitely smell both of those things, mm-hmm. but right. I believe I'm smelling some licorice. Well, let's let's do a trade just to, just to make okay. sure, just right. to make sure there's no stratification going on or minimal stratification. Maybe there's a little bit of licorice. Yeah, yours. yours is a little lighter. Okay. You had the bottom of the bottle this time. All that good, heavy stuff settled to the bottom. <laughs> What's the temperature that we got on these suckers? I'm curious. They've been out for a while as we've been mm-hmm. try- debating strongly on what the heck song to use, and so the only thing we came up with was Paranoid Android. Why is it hold? Problems? It says hold. It's. It, I'm not sure if that's normal or not. Yeah, it's normal. Okay. Six, oh, the problems we have on a Tuesday when we do this. <laughs> <laughs> 62 degrees on mine. A lot of peanut butter at the end. I'm kind of surprised to get that. Peanut butter, huh? Yeah. Not really good. Kind of a creaminess. There's and, a creaminess. Uh, the, 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 I, 
I don't know if it's the glass or not the glass, but that first sip was really full of lots of delicious flavors. It's more so than I'm used to when I... Greg wants to taste my glass. Don't hold it up near the lip with your aftershaver finger, after shavy fingers. <laughs> Probably smelling. Does it look your... like I shaved today? Uh, okay, if you didn't <laughs> shave, great. Even better. Yours tastes slightly different. Oh, damn, stratification. It Every does. single time. Okay, so we're blending our beers together so we can review the same thing. <laughs> it, it still continues to like, amuse me how often this happens. Yeah. All right. People are going to think we're making it up. Try it on your own. You'd be surprised. Yeah, pour beer into two different glasses and taste them. Yeah. Now that I did that pouring back and forth and really worked out some... I'm actually smelling the hoppiness on the beer, which I wasn't smelling before. Mm-hmm. You know, I smell a little bit of... Um, it's not very strong. I really can't pick out specific hops. But it's this little bit of... Um, rind, like, pithy slash piney. Something in there, right? I don't know. It's really hard for me to, to tell. I'm really not getting much in the way of hops. I must say. I just got some right after I was done pouring it. Now it's kind of hard to smell again. Yeah, it's still a big creamy flavor. It almost has a nitro body type feel. Yeah. At least right now it does. It doesn't feel too... But we did pour it back and forth twice, so that probably worked out a lot of the that zing. That definitely changed the carbonation profile. When I was really having trouble finding something to say about the beer, and then when the peanut butter came, I was like, "Oh, here's something interesting." Now mm-hmm. that we blend it, that's gone, and I'm peanut butter's gone, and I'm just I'm kind of at a loss for what's coming going on here. Don't know why. I have to taste some more of this. So while I'm not tasting peanut butter, one of the flavors that I'm kind of being reminded of is. Like the chocolate of a Reese's cup, right? It's like the the peanut the chocolate that's in, been in close contact with peanut butter. You know, that's kind of the flavor. I'm getting some of that. There's a bit of kind of mesquite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little. It's not a smoke beer or anything. No, but there's a little roasty yeah. slash smoky type character to it. Hmm. There's a little bit of uh, grape, like green grape. Hmm. I can, I can, I can go with that. There's um, like a, on top of the roast, like mm-hmm. the the like almost like the last third of the taste or something. You do get something that's a little more citrus or. I don't know. A grape, like grape, you know, kind of like a little bit of citric acid or something. It's a little more tart, right? And I guess that the closest I can come to a kind of similar taste is those. They're they're kind of they're little candies that have caramel and they have cream in the inside. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're brown with the white cream. Mm -hmm. That is flashing in my head. Although it's not a, it's not the same, right? But that kind of either it's a textural thing or or there's a mixture of flavors that is pulling that to the forefront. All right, I think we go to the Mad River next because we've got oatmeal and oatmeal and imperials. So this is just the extra stout here. All right. So Mad River has a whole bunch of different. You know, they have their Jamaica. Stuff and this is part of their steelhead. Now, steelhead is a type of fish. Yeah, their double IPA was under the steelhead line. Mm-hmm. So this is their steelhead. Not that one. Not that one. This one, the extra stout, <laughs> is 
It is 6.5% alkali by volume, 35.7 IBUs. They decided to go a tenth of a degree more than we normally see. For the malts, they use two-row pale malt, Crystal 7080, Crystal 135-165. They really want you to know which ones they use. Chocolate malt, roasted barley, and black patent. That gives it a. You can see it on the head. The yeah. the darkness. Well, that's on the head. a lot of coloring grains yeah. and flavoring grains. Was that four kinds of crystal, or was that like a range you were reading off? Well, of? the, the crystal is seventy slash eighty. Okay, right, right, right. One thirty five slash one sixty. Okay, I wasn't so sure. I think if that's, you were reading, that's probably a range, right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if you're reading off a range or if you're reading four distinct grains. Yeah. So. And the bittering hops are Willamette. The flavor hops Cascade and Willamette, and the finishing hops again Willamette. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the um, the black patent malt is a really dark grain, and you will see that you know it used to be a a staple for stouts, right? If it wasn't, if it didn't have the black patent, well, I guess there's. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of exclu- uh, you know exceptions to the rule, but generally the black patent was a stout ingredient, you know, along with roasted, yeah. you know, unmalted bar- roasted barley. And, um, you know, you, I've kind of seen it fall into disfavor because it's such a harsh, such an acrid grain that people tend to stay away from it and mm-hmm. can make stouts with more chocolate malt and things like that instead of throwing the black patent in. Well, the aroma definitely brings back some of those older flavors and I'm used to mm-hmm. tasting in stouts. So the aroma I'm picking up, some of that dark cherry that comes through. It's not sour, but there's some aroma that, that smells like sort of the deeper, darker sugars that are in the cherry. I'm getting some really nice aromas on mine. I'm getting um, baker's chocolate. I'm getting some cinnamon roll. I'm getting one other thing. What was it? You're getting my glass. <laughs> Don't mess up mine, man. It smells super good right now. Similar. You're close. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Yeah, I'm getting, so I, I don't know. I mean, it seems like I'm smelling a lot of roasty. It seems like I have, granted, we're only two beers in, and we're not doing a control with the snifter glass. But I do feel like I have a better resolution on roasty aromas in this glass than normal. Try it. I don't want to pour it out. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do here. You know, what we have, when we have the growler, maybe we'll... Yes, we have a growler so we can do a taste test. Mm-hmm. Not It won't be controlled, but it'll be right. something we can try. But, I mean, it certainly seems so far that uh, my resolution of roasty aromas is enhanced. I am going to call placebo on that. Well, placebo's a real effect, right? Yes, it's a real effect. <laughs> right, if I'm smelling it, I'm smelling it. That's true. I can't argue with that. I, I'm still getting some of that. I'm, I'm not getting a lot of, like you said, cinnamon. No, not really. It's I, more like a cinnamon roll, like a sweet roll, right? So it's a little bit of the glaze that's on top. It's a little bit of uh, cinnamon. I guess. I mean, the closest I can come to that is, is a glazed donut. That's what's. Mm-hmm. That's the, what, what the malt is kind of giving me. There's not chocolate, like I said. There's a little bit of almost like a, you know, like a jelly donut. <laughs> a little bit of that jelly there, right? So I just moved on to the flavor, and, and that's pretty nice too because it. Uh, first thing I notice is it's it's more sweet and less roasty than I initially would have thought. And while we're on this whole pastry kick of cinnamon rolls, donuts, things like that, that kind of carried through. There's a bit of a donut type flavor from the malt and from the sweetness. And then after that, it gets a little more roasty, dries out your tongue a little bit. I'm in trouble today picking up flavors. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is the Mad River Brewing Company Steelhead Extra Stout. This was purchased by us, right? This was no. This was sent to by. This us. sent to okay. Yeah. Sorry, this was sent to us by the brewery. 
Very well to say. This one's a really nice drinker, though. I'm enjoying this one. Maybe I just love the stout glass. Maybe I'm a fool for stout glasses. I'm just, I'm just really having a hard time. I think there's actually some... I'm trying to pick... The only thing that's really coming through is the fruity components. And there's some pomegranate in there. And there's a little bit of strawberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like I was able to pull out the grape from the other one. Here I'm getting... This one doesn't have as much roast as you'd expect from yeah. an extra stout. Mm-hmm. I think it's still a great drinker. But yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, there's some roast there. But it's... This is a sweeter, more malty, more fruity beer than mm-hmm. you might otherwise expect. I mean, that being said, I, I think that, you know, if you were to give this to your average Guinness drinker, they'd be like, oh, that's really kind of acrid and bitter. Mm-hmm. They they wouldn't be prepared for the kind of the, the real depth of flavor that they're getting from this. And mm-hmm. so... It needs to be said that this is not sweet like a milk stout. Yeah, I mean, there's some good bitterness to it. It has a good balance, but I mean, for me, it's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty malty. I feel bad that you're having problems tonight because I feel like I'm like tuned in tonight. I'm really, <laughs> really able to taste it. Hey, then, then, then you take over. <laughs> there's been nights where Greg's on a roll and I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> You're losing me, man. I'm lost. All right, I'm going to rinse this one out. This one is a very viscous beer. It's really coating the glass. You really kind of need a rinse when you go on to the next one after yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. This is sticking. Although, if you give it some time, it does... That's pretty viscous. Look at that thing yeah. slowly crawling down the edge of the glass. But it will clear up eventually. So we got an urgent envelope from Stone Brewing this week. Talking about the Stone Berlin that we uh, mentioned last week, so we had a, if we would have waited a day, we could have had this really nice press kit about mm-hmm. the Stone Berlin, which is upstairs. I don't even have it down here, right now, but <laughs> so no, no actual beer, just a just a press, just a press kit. It's okay, I mean, urgent, an urgent, press urgent kit. one. Uh, but we already told you pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's not marketing speak about it. Right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. If you want to buy a fifty dollar bottle of groundbreaking collaboration and you're going to be near a stone location in the future, do it. Give yeah, them, give if, them if, you, if you want to do it, do it. Do it. It's a great, <laughs> great advice. It's better than saying don't do it. <laughs> All right. It, that, it strikes me as somewhat passive aggressive just like your oh, um, the title for last the, the week's title show. for last week's show. I did Greg's like what's up with the title of last week's show? I'm like what? And I don't know. I... <laughs> what, what was the title again? It was uh, write your own title. Write your own title. <laughs> just kind of demanding and kind of just like screw you. So I, I when I, I saw it, I was I, like, I, wow. I thought you know, fill in the title here was too wordy, so I condensed it down to write your own title. But this is the problem with condensing stuff. Yes. Sometimes, and this is really the problem with. Internet stuff in general, in text in general, you lose some context. You lose. Oh, I some... should have put a smiley at the end. Yes, that would have fixed it. It would have just turned into a J, right? I get that a lot now. <laughs> Emails where I don't have wingdings installed, and so I get a J. If you're ever wondering what that J, what that weird J is, when some people send you an email, I've never seen such a thing. It's a, it's a smiley that they put in Microsoft Office. Oh, hmm. So this is this is a river horse. We had them last week on the show. We did their pilsner. This week we're doing their oatmeal milk stout. This is also sent to us by the brewery. This is six point seven percent ABV. It's available November February. So they sent it to us a little bit out of. Uh, it is a milk stout or a milk stout, so it should be yeah. okay. Yeah, no, it should be fine. But um, you probably won't be able to find it unless you go to the brewery. I forgot to mention this last week, though, but I'm pretty sure when we had River Horse, you know, several years ago, their artwork wasn't hippopotamus. I think it was horse. I think it was more equestrian. But a river horse is. That's 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 a slang term for hippo, right? Um, But I was pretty sure the last time we had them, it was more of an equestrian Well, you can go back and listen if we talked about the labels, which is not something we do very often. So that would be a tough one. Every time I hear rabbit or uh, 
hear about river horse, I think of, I was watching some comedy thing, right? Instead of saying hungry, hungry hippos, they call it ravenous, ravenous river horses. So, I don't know. Not very deep comedy. That's okay. It can still be fun. It can still be funny. I mean, you know, technically no down boo over is not exactly deep comedy. (laughs) No. I just want to switch the glass before we even talk about it, just so we can see if we're smelling the same thing. Here's a bit brighter, I think. You don't have to, you don't have to swirl them. We're switching, but I think yours is a tad brighter. They're pretty close. I think mine might be just a tad brighter, like you said, but they're awful similar. This one's kind of boozy on the nose. Um, it's only 6.7. Yeah, 6.7, but I'm getting a little bit of a booziness on the nose. I'm also getting... Uh, A little bit of, of roast, a little bit of, hmm. What was that? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. There's. What the heck? There, there's some, there, there's a fruit there that I can't pick out. I can't pick out. I'm, it's like it, it pops in my head and it fades away before I can see what it is. The only thing that pops into my mind is like agave or something like that. A bit of tequila. No, it's it's a piece of something because because that's that's what's confusing me so much is that there's a there's a dimension of this fruit mm-hmm. and it coconut. No, no. no. Uh, think think blackberry. Hmm. I'm not getting anything that's in that ballpark, really. I'm going to move on to the flavor. Although I do like your coconut call. Like a toasted coconut? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the flavor is nice on this. Um, very creamy. The, the it's, coconut comes through. There's almost a bit of malted milk type mm. flavor. Mm-hmm. Hits you right away. Mm-hmm. The other ones were a little slow to engage your taste buds. This one, right away, you get that that sweetness and that uh, that lactic quality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to worry about you know. Sometimes milk stouts come across as a little bit dry and maybe a little bit um, chalky or something like mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And this one's just juicy. Yeah, delicious or luscious, you know, and you know maybe mixing the oats because you know oats give that slimy character. We talk about that that, that slipperiness. Um, this is a really nice uh, combination of flavors in this one. I just on the aroma, I just caught a little bit of something a little bit sulfury. Um, it's not ruining the beer. It's not a bad. It's not like a horrible flavor, but it was a little bit of you know a little bit like a a, a drain or something like that, but. Let's see if that comes or goes, but I just kind of sniffed it. it was pretty sulfury. Yeah, I don't smell it anymore. It's just a kind of a fleeting thing. Toasted bagel on the malt. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Nutella. Not so much the hazelnut, but the chocolate part. There's definitely things, if you think of an oatmeal cookie, there's definitely flavors in an mm-hmm. oatmeal cookie mm-hmm. that you get in this as well. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, so that would be, you know, just the oatmeal, but there's some cinnamon, there's some brown sugar in there, um, and some butter, which the lactic component, I think, mm-hmm. is, is, is giving. Right. Yeah. Now the show's really turning around, huh? This is this is a good one to dig into. There's stuff going on there. I I really do like your oatmeal cookie one because that I think that pulls it's, it together. It's kind of on the label. Oh, <laughs> still. Right. Well, no, not not the cookie, but I mean it is oatmeal milk stout, right? Still, I, I, but yeah, it does have this cookie characteristic. Yeah, I thought I smelled something along the lines of oatmeal cookies, but I didn't go there because I figured it was just suggestion from the label. Suggestion is okay if it fits. I 
I mean, if you if you pull it apart, you can also sort of you can see bits of toffee or at least like heath like toffee. Mm-hmm. You can almost get little bits of almond or something. But just generally, a, a, a oatmeal cookie of a beer, I think, is right. a is a good way to shorthand it. Right. And then the next one's literally named after a cookie, right? The next one's another oatmeal style called No Bake Oatmeal Chocolate Stout. So, well, before we do that, and hold on a second while I. <laughs> Find my place. In, We're going to have to practice this, Greg. Well, the problem is that I... I know, but you don't have to start the segue until you're queued up. I like to prepare people for the fact that we're going to be doing this. <laughs> you would figure after a year and a half of doing this whole Amazon thing, we'd have this... Well, I don't normally have to pull up on my I, phone. I know, but don't start the segue until the music's queued up. All right. Well, anyway... If you would like to donate to this show, you can't like imagine support, why. Well, support the show, right? Because yes. you're buying your things. You're buying goods right. that you need anyway. At craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Mm-hmm. That redirects you through to Amazon's website. And you shop as you normally would. And uh, we get a percentage of what you spend. Costs you nothing more. And everybody's happy. And tune into the post show where we do Amazon Anonymous, where we talk about the things that people purchase. That's it's a, it's a fun segment, and we should give credit where credit is due. I got, we got the idea from Basic Brewing because James always mentions one of the items that someone bought from his. I didn't. Store. No, you. I never listened. <laughs> I know. So why do you see we got the idea? You didn't. Did, I suggested it to you. Did you? Yes. I, I'm pretty. sure. Sh- Okay. I'm positive. I was pretty sure I stole the idea from no. Basic Brewing. Okay. No. I, it was, I came up with it. It's mine. Now, he may have done it first. He definitely did it first. But but I came up with it. If you say so. No, it's okay. It's separate. I mean, you, know, okay. you can come with the same with good ideas. I know. Independently der- yeah. derived? Sure. Absolutely. Anyway, back to the beer. I have a... Uh, uh, we'll say that for the post show. It's going to talk about... Amazon Anonymous a little more, but let's go back to the beer. Mm. So a couple weeks What's ago, next? a couple weeks ago, I was camping uh, in north central Pennsylvania. And on the way back, we stopped at a brew pub in Titusville called Blue Canoe Brewing. Oh, that cap was not on very tight. <laughs> oh, no. Let's <laughs> see how this pours. Yeah, there's, there's carbonation it's in it. okay, I guess. Yeah. So at Blue Canoe, they had no-bake chocolate oatmeal stout. Is that what the story you're going to tell? Pretty much. I was describing where the beer came from. Picked up a growler of it. Go for the uh, snifters. I want to see the difference here. Greg's going to make me wash the snifters out just for this little experiment. You poor thing. Yeah. I didn't realize they got the crappy caps with the little cardboard thing in there. Not good for keeping. Well, I mean, the beer's poured with carbonation. That is good because that would have been sad if they poured completely still. All right, so we have the no bake oatmeal chocolate stout in two glasses. We have it in the left hand stout glass from Speedlow. We have it in the Speedlow Snifter glass. Now, when we've talked about this before, every time that the IPA glass people or the South glass people are comparing these beers, they're always comparing them against a straight-sided shaker pint. Right. And, duh, yes, the glass is superior to a straight-sided shaker pint. People like Greg and I want to know if the glass is better than the de facto. Mm-hmm. The gold standard of beer tasting glasses, which for us is the Spiegelau Snifter. All right, you tell me what you're smelling because, again, my my senses are okay. off. Okay, let me take a sniff off both of them here. Well, granted, they were poured at different times from different parts of the growler, but I do smell a fairly different aroma in both of these beers. 
on the stout glass. I'm smelling. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Hmm. It's almost, I mean, the first thing that I'm smelling is kind of, maybe it's a, it's a lactic thing. It, 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 it's not as bad as sour milk, but it's kind of reminiscent of like warm milk or old milk or something like that, right? Yes. Good call. Kind of the, um, and yet not necessarily even old milk, but even even fresh milk, if you just, you know, with the cream on top, mm-hmm. it, it gets a little, the smell is just not quite right. It's not, it's right. not quite, it's not right. like fresh, beautiful milk. I mean, you mix it up and it's fine, but. Right, yeah. So there's something like that where it, it doesn't smell gross like curdled milk or anything like that, but there's this smell that smells like a, a super, you know, a fresh a milk that's a little old. Let me, uh, mm. let me open up the room here. I'm going to tilt the glass and, and twist it so it coats the sides of the glass. I'm getting some other aromas in there, but they're really hard to really put words to. Now, this growler was filled on on the 13th of July, and today is the 22nd of July. Okay. It's been nine days. Now, we don't know much about the beer proper, right? I mean, other than the name, it's not on their website. Yeah. When and I had it off a tap, it was one of the best oatmeal stouts I've had. It was really good. Why did I keep the growler for nine days? Because I was waiting for Heather to open it, because she liked the beer, too. And she never got around to opening it, so I'm like, well, might as well pull it out tonight. Okay, so now I smelled the snifter that's been sitting there and not being agitated, and that one smells more chocolatey. I was just me, going to say, right? chocolatey, a little bit of Dutch cocoa. Now, granted, we've been playing with one and letting the other one sit, right? So this is hardly a controlled experiment. I'm not, yeah, experiment, I'm never right? said it was a controlled yeah. experiment. In fact, said it, the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. However, that definitely smells better. Although, once you get that chocolate off, mm-hmm. it starts to go back to the same smell. Right. So it's like this is volatilizing more in the snifter to create, what, whether it was because it was standing still or whether it's because the snifter itself. It probably collected more aroma while yeah. we were messing around yeah. with the stock glasses. To create more of that chocolate, and this we were right. we were agitating and playing right. with. So let's, you know. Yeah, so I think, you know, the aroma isn't really that, isn't divulging all that much, right? Yeah. I'm going to move on to the flavor. I'm going to... I kind of sat both glasses down. I'm not going to really mess with them too much. I'm going to just pick up one, take a sip, sit down, pick up the other one. Now, which one are you going to go with first? That's a good question. I think you should... I think we should both go with the snifter first, because this is our standard. And then we'll try the stout. All right, so why don't you take a sip of that? What are you pointing at? Oh, here. Why don't you take a sip of that beer? It really, the chocolate really comes through a lot. It kind of has a bit of a, it's not a, it's kind of a Hershey syrup type chocolate flavor. Not in a bad way, but that's kind of what it is. And actually in the in the aftertaste, I'm getting more and more Hershey's syrup type flavor from that sip. Take another one from the snifter here. Mm. And the first thing in my mouth is actually a little bit of uh, kind of a, that carob, which is like a chocolate substitute, which has a little bit of a little bit of kind of a, a, a of the the black of a marshmallow. If you roast it too much, you know, you put it in the fire, it gets black. Well, there's a little bit of that in it. Then it, that subsides, and like you said, a little bit of the Hershey's chocolate, mm-hmm. somewhat similar to that, is coming through. There's still roast like that, or is that technically kind of sooty? I don't know. It, it's not terrible. It's just it's there. It's a flavor that's there. Take a sip from both. Notice how the beer comes out of the glass and goes into your mouth. I kind of like how the beer flows out of the stout glass better than out of the snifter glass. 
I think it's more pleasing that with just one sip, it jumps out a little bit more. It kind of, it's more like a waterfall, just cresting over. But the flavors that I got were not nearly as defined. Um, yeah, it seems like the snifter, you have to kind of pull the beer more. You have to pull it out mm-hmm. of the glass a little bit more, where the stout glass kind of delivers the beer to you. And I, I like how this glass delivers a stout-type flavor. I think I know what's happening. Or at least my brief analysis from two sips mm-hmm. gives me at least some idea of what ha- what's happening. When you sip from the snifter, it's wider. It's covering more mm-hmm. of your mouth and more of your tongue as you sip it. It doesn't mm-hmm. come as, not as much. You have to, you have to help it along. But it be that helping along helps it distribute wider across your tongue. When you go with the stout glass, it kind of pours in. And as it pours in, it it doesn't hit the front of your tongue. It hits the middle and goes back. So it's as if it's it's coming down and it and it's it almost tastes a little bit more refreshing in, in some sense because it's like I said, it's more like a waterfall, it's more pouring on top. You're talking about how it's wider. Yeah. The difference in diameter is two, maybe three millimeters. That's enough. I, I know, I know. Like in, in the in the salon, uh Eric Wallace from Left Hand quoted one of the guys from Spiegel saying millimeters is miles, right? Sounds a little bit hyperbole, right? But um, yeah, it's the difference in the style of glass is probably about two and a half, maybe three millimeters. Not to mention this is also and, fluted. Well, that's it. The The angle of attack is another big thing, yeah. right? And one kind of, the snifters curve out at the top or, or they go from a, they go from a inward angle to a straight one. They really don't curve out, but they straighten out. <laughs> they, yeah, they don't curve out as much, but they... They, they straighten up. Yeah. You know, they're about parallel to your lips when you have it. Where the stout glass is a consistent curve in. You know, it has a kind of a parabolic right. curve. So, I I like how the stout glass delivers the beer. But this gets to the tip. And this one doesn't. This gets to the tip of your tongue, which is, I think, the more the more sensitive part. This one flows past. Mm. Even if you hold your tongue back, it almost feels as if it's not delivering it in the right way. It almost feels this feels more, the, more aqueous. The, the snifter delivers some beer under your tongue. Yeah, the stout glass puts it all on the tip and above. I'm not getting any beer under my tongue, but when I drink from the snifter, I get a little bit under. So we talked about this a little bit last week about with the stange and how it delivers beer and things like that. I didn't have specific examples, but yeah, it's the angle of attack. It's the mm-hmm. diameter. Your, your lips and your tongue set up differently for different glasses. And that affects how you uh, interpret the beer. Yeah. I mean, it feels, I even tried to get that under my tongue, and I did. Mm-hmm. I had to actively work. But this, the stout class feels more aqueous than than the snifter does. The snifter feels fuller. And the snifter feels more complex. The beer has more dimensionality to it in the snifter than it does in the stout class. That said, the stout class brings more drinkability. Mm-hmm. And the snifter gives more. See, I'm not getting like analysis. more for this particular beer. I'm not getting more resolution out of the snifter than I am out of the stout glass. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying drinking from the stout glass on this one. I like it a lot better than I like the IPA glass. The carbonation is better out of the snifter. It's stronger. But, you know, a lot of styles come out of nitro, right? So it could be part of the design to kind of smooth the beer out and not make it as zingy, right? Could be. I mean, I know left hand's left hand has milk stout typically on nitro, right? So, I mean, that, that could possibly be part of the design as well. 
So it sounds like we're a little bit uh, diverged on how much we like this glass. I mean, I still think the Sniffer is a gold standard for tasting beer. Absolutely. Totally I good. like this stout glass a lot. I... I think as a drinker... I think the IPA glass is still a bit of a gimmick. I think the stout glass delivers Well, I want to compare it. That, well, what we really need to do is compare it to the IPA glass. But I've had IPAs in the IPA glass. I've no, had you have the stout in the, in the IPA glass. See if the stout uh, is different in the IPA glass versus the stout glass. I mean, no, because if you're just if you're just calling the glass out... Then you really should try a whole bunch of different glasses, not just these two. Well, sure. On the I, other I, hand, I think you're right, but I mean, I'm not saying for all beers. I'm just saying. Well, you're saying. I mean, really saying is for this particular beer. I've enjoyed a lot. Perhaps, perhaps because we, we didn't taste black boot in both glasses. Mm-hmm. But when I when I started tasting the black boot tonight, it was better than I have had in recent history. I mean, it was really good. The 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 Steelhead from Mad River was also really good. I mean, this has been a hell of a show. And is that how much of the how much is for me, how much is has the glass contributed to that? I don't know, but I mean, with a sample set of one show, I give it a thumbs up. We still got another beer after this. Right. I mean, th- this this particular beer while it's on the list and we're going to rank it it's more, I mean, part of the thing is, this is probably a one-time brewed beer. It's going to be hard for you to get. So It's been in the growler for a week yeah. and a half. I mean. It more serves as a testing platform for us to try out these two glasses against each other. I still enjoy the, I mean, we haven't talked much about the beer. I no. still enjoy this beer. It's it's a chocolatey, oatmeal-y beer. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as it was fresh off draft. There's a bit of graham cracker in there, too, I think. Not as good as it was fresh off draft. A little bit of honey. It seems like that maybe that sour milk, and, and maybe there's a little bit of other aging things going mm-hmm. on in here. It's not a good growler cap. No. Um, but I don't know where that would have improved it all that much. I mean, you put the vacuum seal and stuff, that may have helped it. I mean, but I opened the cap and there was no hiss, right? Yeah. It was kind of just enough pressure to keep it from being still, you right. know? Um, but I'm saying, I mean... It, Right. If they would have done one of those at at, at our uh, local like Giant Eagle, which is our supermarket here, when they give growlers, they actually put a plastic thing around and use that's, a heat gun. That's not for the air. That's so you don't drink it before you get home type stuff. Well, I would think that it still provides a better seal than without having marginally because it's it's just it's just hard plastic. It's not rubbery. It's not. Well, it's, it's better sealed than nothing. It's not going to hold. It's better than nothing, but it's not going to hold any reasonable pressure. It's it's a tamper seal. It's not a pressure seal. Okay. All right. I have a bunch of growler caps. The ones that have the the rubbery thing up on top, right? Mm-hmm. The ones with the foam or the cardboard inserts are growler caps aren't expensive. Why would you buy shitty growler caps if people are taking your beer home? I don't think they expect you to not drink it for nine days. I, I think the, the general expectation is when you get a growler, you're going to drink it almost right, almost certainly right away or, or at least within yeah. a day. I mean, most breweries will tell you to drink it within two or three days. Yeah. A growler with a good cap can last two or three weeks. Yes, absolutely. And the cost is marginal. Why would you go is with it? the shitty caps? Is the cost marginal for at the at the pr- twenty thousand caps or whatever you're getting for the price of the growler for the price of the beer? Yeah, it's marginal. I don't have prices in front of me, but I've looked at I, I've looked at prices for caps and stuff, and buying the caps is not expensive. It's money. It's real money, mm-hmm. you know. But the more the people like your beer, the more likely they're going to come back and buy more beer. Why would you want to risk the beer going bad early with a shitty cap? Mm. I, I hear you. I certainly hear you. So, but so final verdict: glass versus glass. I believe that this, the particular the stout glass, is probably better for pure drinking. If you just want to do a plain old drink and and have fun. And enjoy yourself and not really care much about the flavor in the beer. 
or at least not care as much about the flavor in the beer, then this glass is is great. But if you really are interested in analysis, I absolutely still think that the Spielglas Snifter is the better glass. All right. I mean, I have a different opinion. I mean, I'm going to throw in the IPA glass here. I've done fairly extensive comparisons of IPAs between the IPA glass and the Snifter. And the results have not been definitive. Um, generally, I'll say that I prefer them out of the Snifter. Thus far tonight, I have been sold on this stout glass. I think I've been getting... I just poured some of this stout glass. Sorry, I, I apologize for interrupting you. I know you disagree. Can I just tell my side? Fine, go ahead. I feel like I'm having a, a, re, a super taster moment on the show tonight. And okay. maybe that's my tongue. Maybe that's the glass. I don't know. But I can't discount that I feel like I'm having a super taster moment tonight. I mean, just about every beer I've had greater flavor resolution than I expected out of this top glass. Something to consider also is that I am not having nearly as good a night in terms of tasting as Jeff is. So... Consider that in your consideration of which one of us. Right. So you poured from the stout glass to the, the snifter. snifter. And immediately, I tasted more out of the snifter. You, but you also just agitated the hell out of the beer and you immediately that drank after That is also it. true. So. That's absolutely also true. All right. So last beer of the night. Shaka Maximum Imperial Stout. With a very offensive Indian on the label. <laughs> Since we're not allowed to like Indians anymore, well, you know you're marketing. allowed to to you're in allowed to have Indians marketing. You're just not allowed to call them Redskins. Oh, okay. You're not allowed to use an offensive term. I see. <laughs> oh, I see. Shaka Maximum. I I don't know many people who go around calling Indians Shaka Maximum, and if they did, well, I don't where, think where's the Shaka come from? That's the. I have no idea. <laughs> this is from Philadelphia Brewing Company. <laughs> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I should have asked you if you wanted the beer delivered into the Snifter instead. No, I wanted it in the Stout glass. glass. So let me read up on the Shaka Maximum. This beer was purchased purchased by Craft Beer Radio. So this is actually... So the reason why it's called Shaka Maximum is because in 1682, William Penn signed a treaty with the Native American leaders of the Shaka Maxon village, which later became the district of Kensington, where the brewery is now located. 8% alcohol by volume. And this is made with chocolate Munich malts and aged in French oak. Okay. I didn't know it's oak aged. Interesting. Well, knowing that, it kind of explains some of the aroma. <laughs> yeah, it's oaky. It's roasty and oaky. 8% you said, right? 8% is what I said. All right, so the aroma. Mm. The first sniff was big, woody oak. And I, I kind of did the whole tilt the glass, turn it to coat the sides. Second sniff, for me, is was my archetype of imperial stout. It was a little bit boozy. It was a little bit raisiny and roasty. It was the kind of things that... I want to see an Imperial Stout. That's, mm -hmm. I'm just saying for my second sniff, it was like bullseye is what I got on that second yeah. sniff. Well, I'm with you. The the, the raisiny color, you know, that sort of astringency, mm -hmm. the deep fullness, that, that really deep kind of, okay, this is substantial. There's something substantial in yeah. here, which the booziness definitely has nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah, the... the oak isn't so much apparent in the aroma after, this, after that first sniff for me, but... You know, the other things smell smell pretty good. It's pretty woody. It's woody. There's it's really bitter too. There's there's a there's a up front I was getting a I thought I smelled this but I wasn't sure in like the fourth sniff sniff. But I was wondering if I was getting some, um, some 
some snaps. Yeah, uh, acetaldehyde, like some green apple. Mm. And the flavor, the beginning of the flavor is a lot of green apple, don't you think? Like a Granny Smith? Mm. You're probably holding it in your mouth too long. I got it right up front. I got a big bite of green apple, and then it kind of got roasty and boozy after that. No, you're 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 not wrong. I just was trying to discern because, like I said, mm-hmm. tongue is not on fire today. Yeah, now there's there's some there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, do you have to search for it so much? No, well, it's volatilizing a lot now. In my second sip, I didn't notice it but as much, but the first sip was like. It was like biting into a fresh, juicy apple. Well, I'm not sure because the part that's confusing me is whether that's just part of the oaky resin. Because mm. that that quality can be somewhat similar. It's not so far towards green apple that it's absolutely a celiohide. Mm-hmm. Well, I might disagree with that. My first taste was was some of the most green apple-y flavor I'd, I've pulled out of a beer. Second taste, I didn't really get as much of that. I mean, a really fresh oak resin isn't that far. Yeah, I mean, I, I just tasted it from Greg's class, and it's not as apple It's more oaky. Here, take a sip here. Let's yeah. try it again. Yeah, yours is a little, a little stronger on the, on the bite, mm-hmm. right? And that's what leads to to the quality. And mine is a little bit smoother on the bite, and mm-hmm. it, it presents right. more of an oak thing. So I'm still unsure. I'm still unsure what one it is, right? Uh, which means that I can't. We can't necessarily say this is not intentional. This may be intentional. They want this quality of oak to really come through. But it's a little off-putting, especially if you're tasting and, and have a have a taste for those kind of things that you would normally consider false. Right. I mean, as I take more sips, that that fresh, unadulterated green apple flavor is falling off. I'm getting back into roasty, a little bit of licorice, a bit of raisins. Still generally uh, pretty good. It just has that, that one, you know, one flaw earlier on. But uh, it's still, in general, I'm not, not hating this beer. No, this, this was a little bit of a blind, this is definitely a blind purchase. This is something that I saw there, and I was picking up a couple, bunch of beers, and I saw this one, and I was like, well, I don't know what it is. Right. Uh, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't try it, you know. And just because I haven't heard of the brewery, I mean, well, we've had some Philadelphia on the show yeah. before, and for me, I didn't know it was Philadelphia. Yeah, at the time. For, for me, they're not a top tier mm-hmm. brewery. Um, it doesn't mean we shouldn't keep trying them. Right? No, absolutely. You know, we always talk about never writing off a brewery. Give them a try. So it's been a long time since I've had a Philadelphia. Never yeah, had this one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, since Gre- it's been a while since Greg has uh, done some comedy bang bang. <laughs> you gonna call me a technical? You gonna call technicality on that? <laughs> so I mean, it's good beer. It could be cleaned up a little bit, I think. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering whether it needs that much oaky presence. I kind of think the oak is overwhelming the rest of the beer, and it's causing us to think that it has other faults to it. Let me try what it's like in the snifter, just for the heck of it. Now, yes, I'm agitating it, so that might make it uh, more present, so consider that as well. And I'm also going to swirl it around. What you say... The oak still comes through, but the the raisin and and chocolate are a little bit more apparent. I just took a sniff of Greg's freshly um, agitated beer, and maybe I got cinnamon rolls on the brain tonight. But I also smelled some cinnamon rolls coming off here. But do you taste? Does it taste differently? 
Yeah, I mean, yours tastes less. There's, I'm getting less acetaldehyde of the taste I had off of yours yeah. than I than I'm getting out of my glass right now. And and there's where I think the the glass has a fault in that it will deliver to you the prominent flavors and not the more subtle flavors. And if the prominent flavor is something that you des- you don't necessarily like, mm-hmm. you won't be able to pick the distinction out, or as in the snifter, you might. That is only a fault if you decide that is a fault to you. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it may not be. I mean, it, it, it could be that you want some, you know, particularly if something is gives a lot of chocolate flavor or you really like chocolate, but there's other stuff in there and you just want the chocolate, then definitely go with the stout glass for that. But if you really want to get down to analysis, I feel that the snifter gives you a little bit more to work with. I think it's ranking time. All right, let's rank. I uh, Like my little aids here I made, I made little place cards with my rankings, so it helps me keep my... You're laughing at me, but I'm, I, I'm, just I'm, I'm ready to I'm go. I'm laughing just... Okay, never mind. Go on. All right, so should I start from the top or start from the bottom? It's up to you. Uh, we'll start from the bottom and walk our way in. That's more suspenseful that way. Uh, it was probably not a surprise that Shaka Maximum is going to be my least favorite beer. I think it's a good beer. I, I just think it has a fairly glaring fault with acetaldehyde, and I'm not ready to say, oh, it's just oak. I, I think there's some acetaldehyde going on there, and a little too apple-y. Um, number four is the Blue Canoe, the No-Bake. Like I said, when I had this beer on draft, it was... Yummy, 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 yummy. It was really good. I tweeted, I think this might be one of the best oatmeal stouts I've ever had. Um, nine days later. <laughs> nine days later. In a growler with a shitty yeah. cap. It's it's a good beer, but it doesn't stand up to the top three. And the top three is the beers that really brought their game tonight. You know, it's... They're all very good beers, in my opinion. In the third place, I'm going to put the Deschutes. The reason the Deschutes is in third place over the second place beer is it had some really delicious flavors. It didn't keep delivering them as long, but we also did that whole glass blending, losing the carbonation, and I think that hurt my beer more, right? If I hadn't have done that, I might have had a longer enjoyment of the Black Butte. So that might be a technicality. No down boo over right there. <laughs> uh, number two, and one and two are both very, very good. Uh, number two, I'm going to do the Mad River. Um, I, I, I thought it was a fantastic beer. I liked everything about it, but there were some nuances in the number one beer I liked a little bit better. That's the only reason. The Mad River had... It wasn't quite as roasty as many would expect, but I got that huge cinnamon roll flavor out of it, some other fruit-type flavors, some uh, kind of the glaze, the, 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 the sugar cream glaze on top of a donut. Really good beer. And then number one is going to be the River Horse Oatmeal Milk Stout. That thing was like eating cookies. I mean, it really brought the flavor. Really brought the flavor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just And the noise was- and the funk. Delicious. I don't have much to add. That is the same ranking I have. Shack is number five. The Philadelphia number four. The Blue Canoe uh, because it you know, didn't have faults, but it really was older. The the three was the Deschutes. The yeah, it didn't have. Uh, didn't hold up to the other two, and yeah, Mad River, uh, second River Horse, number one. I, I don't really have much to add to Jeff. My tongue isn't in much of a space to be as much of an additive to Jeff anyway. Mm-hmm. I would go with his ranking and uh, agree with you completely. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you would like to buy some Spiegelhaus stout glasses, <laughs> you could go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon and buy them there. Or if you just go to Craft Beer Radio and click on the Amazon store that we have set up, we have Craft Beer Radio recommended items. All the Spiegel glasses and other beer drinking and beer brewing type accoutrement. 
Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information on what that means. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is over Twitter. Uh, I am at Jeff Bearer. Greg is at CBR Greg. We have an email, beer at craftbeerradio.com. That's the second best way to contact us. And like we've said, we don't pay attention to our Facebook or Google Plus anymore. It's really not a, not a good way to contact us. Not with um, not with trying to get us to show up in Chicago on Thursday for a beer dinner. <laughs> but uh, so I want to bring out that this is a version. So Paranoid Android was the song we started with, which I like. One of my favorite Radiohead songs. It's an interesting song. This is somebody put together a YouTube version. This is not the band. This is just a whole bunch of people covering the song, and this is a mashup or sort of a combination. And it's great. Even Radiohead tweeted that they loved it. So I recommend people take listen to that. It's really from your own musical point of view whether you yes. think any Radiohead song is great or not. Um, yeah, this is not everyone's favorite band. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm okay for hating Radiohead. Right. Yeah, you're fine. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again very soon. You've got weird tastes anyway. <laughs>